On this week's episode of Bruise on Film, we start our new theme of parents' favorite movies. Plus, we have a much-needed pop culture catch-up. And we kick off with my mom's favorite movie, 2019's Frozen 2. Paired with DHB's Pomegranate Blueberry Cider. I do like this. You know what it is? This is to me. What is that? It is um, apple juice mixed with cranberry juice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what most ciders are to me is just straight apple juice. Apple juice. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm liking it. It's good. Um, I was worried that it was going to be a little fallish because honestly, I associate ciders with fall. Yeah. Just naturally because like ap- apples. Um, but this doesn't taste super like fall to me. No, I think it's like a little, you know, a little bit more different fruit. So we got a little pomegranate. We got a little blueberry. Yeah, it's a little, it's a little, it's spin, a little spin on things. It's giving us, it's giving us a little bit. It's giving us cider in the summer. Right, cider in the summer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, hi everyone, we're back. Yeah, we're back. Welcome to Bruise on Film. Um, as you guys know, we are starting our mom month basically or our mom's favorite movies month and we're gonna start off with mike's mom's favorite movie yeah um frozen 2 we'll get to it in like a little bit but mike what's up what's going on anything to catch up on pop culture yeah so i honestly feel like well one i feel like i haven't seen you in forever and it, yeah, it, it been a girl of the world. Yeah, been a girl you, of the world. You really have. <laughs> also, um, we were talking about like your like like um how you're searching for a tennis skirt before, and I remember you you sent me a picture of you wearing that cute romper, and I forgot to tell you that when you say the word romper, I hear it in the Cat Cohen voice, <laughs> so I hear it as romper. Romper. <laughs> um, but so yeah, I feel like I haven't seen you. Or, like, been able to connect with you. And I feel like it's been a while since we've done the pod. Which, like, I guess it has. It's been, like, th- like probably, like, three weeks at this point. Like, since, yeah. we, since we recorded an episode. Yes. So yeah. I actually have in my notes app just some pop culture things that I would love to talk about. Absolutely. Okay. First of all, did you see the reviews for Funny Girl? <laughs> um, I saw that they were very bad. Yes, yeah, so bad. <laughs> so bad. The girls were hating it. I will tell you, I followed this girl on TikTok who was in Hamilton and then she was in Funny Girl and her whole thing now is like her whole like she's like now famous. She's like a million followers on TikTok. Wow. And her and her whole thing is like the content she's making now is because she's like an, a dancer, like not she's like ensemble. Yeah. Um. So the whole thing, everyone's just commenting like, why haven't, haven't you gotten Beanie in a video? So all of her videos now are like her waiting for Beanie and stuff like that. <laughs> Wait, that's kind of um, funny. I love that. Yeah, uh, it's funny, but other, I mean, I did see that, uh, or hear that they were not good. Yeah, it kind of shook, shook the musical theater world, which is not a world that, like, I mean, like, I'm a musical theater fan. I've gone to see shows. I just went and saw Into the Woods on Saturday. Um, so, like, I'm a fan, but, like, this really, I felt, like, shook not just the musical theater world, but also, like, the pop culture world and, like, probably a world where, like, our interests over lap yeah. with other interests yes well i was gonna say just because of like beanie and i think the 
I don't know, the Jonah Hill of it all. Also, like, what, whatever, just bringing this show back. Like, I feel like people know, just know Funny Girl, like, right. a lot. Like, because that, that, that was Babs, right? Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, like, I, I feel like just in general, like, generations know it. Like, again, also Beanie, I think, like, more people. And it, I think it was publicized, like, a lot. There was like a yeah. lot of marketing dollars that went into that. Yeah, it was it was the most talked about like ticket and like one of the hardest tickets to get for Well, like, famously we were looking yes. and it was like a thousand dollars for a ticket and yeah. I said, uh uh-uh, uh honey. And you no. know what? I have been on a luxury me like trend lately. And honestly, if they were a little bit cheaper, I probably would have been like, you know what, whatever, I'll do it. And now I'm glad I didn't. Yeah. Yeah, like imagine, imagine, imagine paying that much money and then leaving and being like, well, that was a show that I saw. That was a show that I paid blankety, blankety, blank amount of money for. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, so I just I just wanted to touch down on, on the Funny Girl reviews because it was also very funny because then like famously Leah Michelle in Glee was um, cast like when they in the Glee extended universe. Yes. They revived Funny Girl on that show and Leah Michelle. Rachel Berry was cast as Fanny Bryce and yeah. she like went through the rehearsals like that was like a whole season and then like the show opened and opening night of the show she like decided that she wanted to quit her dream role and move to LA to be in a pilot very Che Diaz um, <laughs> and um, so like that whole thing happened and then when this actual real life revival was happening people were like why is Lee Michelle not here why is Lee Michelle not here and then, of course, on TikTok, you've—I'm assuming—you've seen the conspiracy that Leah Michelle can't read. Yes, I've seen that. Also, I mean, if we want to talk a little bit more about Leah Michelle, did you watch the Spring Awakening stuff? I haven't watched it yet, but I've seen a bajillion clips yes, all over so the internet. Was, thank you for picking it up. See, it's like it's like <laughs> it's we're right we're right back at it. This was the next thing I wanted to talk about was the Spring Awakening doc. So first of all, I want to say I actually like. This is not a hot take. I like fucking love Spring Awakening. And Most I, of the girls do. Like yeah. I thought we all liked it. Yeah, 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 exactly. Unproblematic fave, probably. I could, I could say. Um. So, the thing that was interesting was that I thought it was just gonna be like the full revival concert that they did, like the benefit concert. Like I thought we were gonna just gonna see the concert, which I was hyped yes. about. It's not that. You, like, honestly barely see the concert. It's just, it's just literally, like, that Leah and, um, what's his name? Jonathan Groff. Jonathan Groff being interviewed. Right. So it's a lot of interviews. It's a lot of, like, like, telling the story of how Spring Awakening came to be, which actually is very interesting. Did you know Leah Michelle was 14 when she was cast, like, in the first, like, like, read- Off Broadway? Like, read through of the show. Like, she was oh my God. 14 years old. Like, that's crazy. Oh my God. No, I had no idea. Yeah. Um, and of course, like, you can't talk about it without talking about, like, like, the story that came out of Leah Michelle being like, Jonathan Groff wanted to see my vagina, my so, vagina. I, so I turned on yeah. a desk lamp and showed him, like, crazy shit like that. Um, and wasn't she basically, other clips I saw, wasn't she basically, like, in love with him? Yes, and then, yes. Like, yes. yeah. So, like, and then she tells a story how, like, she cornered him at a party and, she, like, she was drunk and she was like, why won't you love me? And, like, shook him. Yeah. And then Jonathan Groff was scared. Um, and, and then she, and then in her interview bite, she was like, and I looked in his eyes and I knew, and then we never talked about it again. <laughs> so like, it's very theater kid energy. And last. Oh, well, Leah Michelle is the, 
the biggest theater kid energy, just how she pronounces things, the way her face and her mouth works. It is, yes. And it is like, like, here's the thing. Leah Michelle is very talented. Yes, absolutely. I don't want to get into like, is she a diva? Is she like, like she probably was not the nicest person on the Glee set, but like, it's funny to me, like how talented she is. And like, I don't know. I don't know if she's in on the joke of her being like the ultimate theater kid, like in this documentary, but it comes through so much. And it was just bringing me such joy to like see her be her true authentic theater kid self. And yeah. it, was, it was funny to me. Um, she tells a story about how, um, oh my gosh. Oh, so like nobody was going to see Spring Awakening when it moved to Broadway. Like nobody was going to see it. And they were, like, about to close after, like, X amount of performances because, like, they couldn't fill the seats. And, like, her, she, she's, like, me and Jonathan Groff, during intermission, went across the street to the actor's, to the actor's church that was across the street from the Eugene O'Neill Theater in our, in our costumes because we didn't have time to change. And we went in and we just, like, sat down at a pew and we were just like, please let us get Tony nominations so that we can stay on Broadway. And then she was like, and then you want to know what happened? Was we left. And as we were leaving, Jonathan Groff opened up his wallet and he put $50 into one of the donation bins. And I turned to him and I said, did you just, did you just leave a donation? And Jonathan was like, yeah, like, like I left a donation. And Leah Michelle was like, and I didn't have any money on me because I was in my costume, obviously. And so I couldn't leave money. And then the Tony nominations come out the next day. And guess who gets a Tony nomination? And guess who doesn't? (laughs) (laughs) And it's just so funny. It's so funny. Um, Oh, my God. I bet that truly killed her. Oh, destroyed her. Destroyed her. I'm surprised the friendship lasted. Um, Also, just to, to... Put a button on the Spring Awakening doc. I do want you to watch it. It is actually very good. And uh, it's on HBO, right? Yeah. And Jonathan Groff is so pure and so yeah. handsome, and like he just cries at everything. Like he just cries <laughs> at literally everything. Um, but the last thing is that they show like Jonathan Groff and Leah Michelle like getting ready to like perform or whatever. And um, you probably saw this clip circulating on Twitter too. And it's Leah Michelle doing her vocal warm ups, and one of her vocal warm ups is the. Ah, from, yes, from, yes, from I saw that. And it's just like someone tweeted and was like, of course, Leah Michelle's vocal warm up is the riff in Wicked. <laughs> so I don't know. It's just, it's just like fun. Um, but that, I did want to say the Spring Awakening thing. Um, she is like a caricature of herself, and I'm sure she knows to an extent. Yeah. I would hope that she's in on the joke at this point and like that, like her being this crazy is kind of funny and she should embrace that side of her which is what Rachel which is like what made Rachel Berry like so cringe yes was was like that type of personality but I don't know um and then also in the musical theater world um we haven't talked about how the Wicked movie is being split into two parts yes I did um hear something about that as well which I will say Makes sense from when I saw it. And the Wicked was the first Broadway play I ever saw. And I remember after, because Defiant Gravity ends the first act, and I right. said to my mom, why is everyone still sitting here? I thought it was over. I was like, are we going? Like, why is everyone still sitting here? I didn't know we had another act to do. So for me, the two parts makes perfect sense. Okay, so... <laughs> <laughs> so will you be seeing Wicked part two? 
Sure. I mean, I don't. Will I be seeing part one? That's actually the question. <laughs> I think you'll see part one, but that, Eventu- eventually just, I will watch it. Just like like you like I'm assuming Wicked Part One will end where it like Act One ends. If if the thing about it right is that like the statement was there's too many characters, there's too many storylines, and there's too many songs that we just like didn't want to cut. And I was like, you don't have to cut any of it. Yeah. Because it already is a two and a half hour musical. Yeah. That you could that that you could have just copy and pasted. You didn't have to cut anything. You didn't there was no reason to cut. Yeah, I'm wondering what then what are they gonna make them just like ninety minute two ninety minutes? No, I'm assuming that they're both gonna be like two hours. Oh, yikes. Which is what I'm saying, like are we getting a Dr. Dilliman backstory? Do we need more goat in Wicked? Maybe. I, I mean, I don't know. I'm sure that this, whoever's, who's directing it again? John Chu. Oh, he did In the Heights. And Crazy oh, Rich. And, and Crazy Rich, right? Yeah. 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 Um, I don't know. Maybe he is giving, but In the Heights, like, they were able to just make it one thing. <laughs> I don't understand. Like, I don't understand, like, what, like, what. I'm going to tell you what. I bet someone at the network, whoever is, like, letting him produce it. Universal. Yeah, was like, hey, listen. We just got this intern told us this idea. Two parts. Right. Maybe it was me. Maybe I told my story of thinking that it was over to someone. Right. And they said, that's great. We could stretch it out. Double dollars. Yeah. And, and maybe like <laughs> I maybe like a Lord of the Rings Hobbit situation. They're filming most of it all at the same time. Uh, yeah. I'm assuming that they are filming it back to back. The first one comes out next Christmas. So like 2023 Christmas. Oh, really? And then and then part two will not be coming out until the following Christmas. 2024. Yeah. Oh, 20, that's, that's, 2023 sounds fine to me. 2024 just made me ill when you said that. I know, you really had a visceral reaction. Yeah, I like literally almost vomited yeah, like, on I that actually, microphone. I actually can't see Wicked part two because it takes place in 2024. Where When I will be 30. Maybe that's why. Because um, we'll be 30 by then. For my 30th birthday, let's go see Wicked Part 2. <laughs> Delay my birthday until Wicked Part 2 comes out. So continue to call me 29 until Wicked Part 2 comes out. Right. So you're like, you're like, I didn't even see Wicked Part 1. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's the story about? Um, but yeah, so I wanted to, I just thought that was cuckoo crazy that like they, and then also for them to announce it and be like, guess what? We're giving the people what they want. Two-part Wicked. And I was like, nobody wanted it. Yeah, I was going to ask who who wanted, who wanted did want that. Nobody I think we could it. do it all just in one. I don't know. I believe in them. It literally can be done in one because it is on Broadway as one show. Like, it can be done. Oh, man. Um. Yeah, so just to end my pop culture rant. Two things that I want everyone to go out and get their eyes on. Number one, okay. everything, everywhere, all at once. It's a movie. Yes, I've been seeing the internet talk about it, but I don't. It's incredible. It's about the multiverse. <laughs> okay. But, but it's 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 at the heart of it. It's a really beautiful story of this woman just harnessing her her power and um, forming a relationship with her daughter who is suffering from mental health issues. So it, it is grounded in reality, but has this extra stuff all around it. 
And that's all I will say because I don't want to give too much away. Okay. But I think it's I think it's great. And what I, is your number two? Number two. Everyone immediately turn on Netflix and watch Heartstopper. Okay, I haven't seen that either, but I think I've seen people on the internet talk about it. Me. You've seen me talk about it. Potentially, <laughs> because yeah. Because I tweet almost every day at Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> Why have you not officially renewed Heartstopper for season two? Guys, it's based on a graphic novel. It's literally yes, okay, the, yes. the simplest story. It's just two gay kids in a in a British school and they fall in love. I and you just talk about it just saying okay. but the other person who i did see talking about it was a gay man so i'm gonna tell you the gays are loving it mm-hmm. and it's because you want to know what it's it's so sweet and it's so endearing and the performances are great it feels very inclusionary nobody is like like nothing really bad is like happening and it's just about these kids like figuring out who they are and falling in love along the way and they're British, and it's so sweet, and the color palette is beautiful to look at, and it's like, it's like a rom-com, like, the perfect rom-com spread out over eight 20-minute episodes. Okay, I definitely want to watch that. So, you just saying British, so I just, I know I'm behind, I'm behind the eight ball, is that what the, the, the the term is, with this, but I just finished Sex Education Uh, all the way through, and when I tell you it is one of the best t- television shows I have ever watched in my entire life. Period. 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 I When I tell you, I've cried almost every other episode. <laughs> oh, my God. It's moved to me. I I love it. I can't wait. I know there's going to be another season, right? Yes. They're, going, they're having a season four. Yes. Um. I can't, I can't wait. Absolutely yeah. can't wait. Yes. Um, I'm in love with every character. Yes. Like, it's incredible how someone could do that, except for I kind of loved them making um, Jemima Kirk, like, the evil. Yes, I love Jemima um, Kirk in that. Yes. Um, I think Yako is the hottest man I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sorry that you disagree, but it's true. Especially when in season three when he has a haircut. And he's about to be a, a old zaddy. He looks good. <laughs> See, now um, I almost just vomited on the mic. <laughs> um. Okay. So that. So and then. This, so this is my. I'm behind the eight ball TV shows I'm watching. Right. And then. Oh, and then I have one not behind the eight ball. But yeah. okay. So then, um, been watching Russian Dolls, which. Whenever it first came out, whenever the first season came out, the girls were talking about it. So I watched the first episode and I just was like, I don't, I I don't know what's going on. You've really got to watch two, two episodes, at least three. And then once you're there, you're like, okay, the group, you get the group, you get the group, you get the group. Yeah. It's really good. I like it. I think we just finished the first season. So again, behind, because I know they're like, what, the third season's out now? No, only two. Only two? Oh, okay. Not that behind. Not that behind. And then, finally, the thing that we've been watching um, that was recommended by you is um, The Offer, The the Sopranos, um, like, dramatization Mm -hmm. show. Yeah. Um, It's not The the Godfather. The Godfather. Not Sopranos. Sorry. The Godfather. It's all the same. Um, (laughs) But 
It's very good. Um, I think there's only four episodes out right now. Yeah. Um, so we're all caught up on that. Miles Teller is like honestly amazing in it. He's also so hot. a hot man. So hot. Such a hot man. He does this like kind of not an accent, but he does like talks in a weird low voice, um, which is not his like voice at all. Even hotter. Are you happy um, that that Army Hammer? Like you're happy? That, absolutely. Okay. I could, but once you told me that it was supposed to be Army Hammer, it kind of made sense because the voice that he was doing almost like gives an Army Hammer vibe, okay. and I could just see Army Hammer in the part. I am appreciating Miles Teller. I think he's doing an excellent job. Right. Um, and then it's also the girl who's in it, who's like his his, uh, like his little his or his secretary or whatever, like his assistant mm-hmm. is, um, was it the girl in, um, who was also an assistant to a powerful man in vinyl. <laughs> the like blonde girl. I don't know who she is. Juno temple, but she's British in real life. And I had no idea. Yeah. She's on Ted Lasso. Oh, see. So that's the Apple TV of it all that I, there's a disconnect. There's a disconnect. <laughs> a literal disconnect. Cause you don't a have lit- of the hookup. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. But yeah, uh, that's what I've been watching. That's so what's it called? The offers on Paramount Plus. Yes. And it's good so far. Also, it's a peer it's a period. We are in like when we were watching Jersey Boys, like that we're in the same period. Or a little later, because it's like seventies. And it relates because we're gonna be doing the Godfather in June. Amazing. Yeah. So then I we can't can wait. Really, so then like while we're talking about the Godfather the movie we could talk about the offer which i have not started yet um but i plan to start um did you finish selling sunset yes i did um you hated it you didn't like did we talk we oh we talked about it privately not on air right (laughs) um yeah so i watched six of the episodes on my plane ride and then i watched the rest when i got home um I, it's just very, and it's gotten since this, since the last season, and we all know it, but they're slipping on how choreographed and how planned everything is. Like, I was all over TikTok, and people were literally, like, just pulling out, like, one time, um, what's, what's, Jason was on the phone, and he's, like, closing a deal, but you see on his phone that it's literally just the camera screen up. I think bringing in Chelsea, although I enjoy her thoroughly, um, it it's, was just, like, a ploy to bring in, like, another, like, person in. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So, The yeah. issue is... Also, also, I think it was a ploy to bring in a person of color, which, like, right. I mean, like, I think the show is a little, like, bleak, that little a tone deaf that way, too, because it's literally all blo- skinny, white, blonde women. Yes. Here's the <laughs> issue. Two, two identical-looking bald <laughs> men. Yes, yes. <laughs> Um, and some could say all of the blonde women look the same. Yeah, yes, they they do though. <laughs> um, here's the, the the thing is right. Um, Christine is the reason for the season. Christine is the reason to watch. But you wanted me to tell you show. why I I wasn't really liking this season is because like in the past seasons she was still like working there. Mm-hmm. Even there was tension. There was mm-hmm. always tension. But she was still, like, going in the office and, like, doing whatever. And this whole – and, like, interacting with the girls more. And I think this this season, it seemed even more unnatural for her to be with any of those women. Yes. 
Um, although I do, I did love that one time when she was in the office and Chriselle was like talking about whatever fucking deal that Chriselle closed. And, and she, she's going click, 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 click on her she's, phone. And she's like, don't know, Italian or P.F. Chang. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, see, this is why Christine, this is, see, Christine is, she's just everything you want in a reality star. She is giving you looks. She's giving you fake money. She's giving you like the villainy but like also like really not like a villain but also you feel bad for her in a way but then also you want to shake her and be like literally you are lying yes like she's giving she's giving layers and her and and um hub house Lindsay um hub house run in the same circle yes um i will say that christina's a little bit more like delusional calculated where Lindsay is just chaotic chaotic and like I don't care right and also I think Lindsay just has like an already inflated ego just from being on tv for six years and being a form uh, like a uh uh what's it called bravo liberty founding cast a founding oh. cast member of summer house <laughs> a founding father founding father um yeah I just and I and I think that like I still enjoyed the season but I think the issue is that everyone was coming for Christine over nonsense and and everyone was refusing to film with Christine, which never works in the favor of the group that thinks that they're quote unquote right. Because yeah. now it just looks like you're icing this girl out of a job that like she is like she is like honestly just pick her up and like move her to like a Bravo show. Like, that is, like, like her trajectory. You know what I mean? I want to tell you what. I think she could, in the future, be on a Bravo show, yeah, like a Bev Hills, Hills or yeah. something like that. But she's too young right now. Yeah. Speaking of Bev Hills, it comes back. This she's week. too young. She couldn't even, she couldn't even um, really, I think, like, she's too young on the point where she couldn't be right currently with, like, our Bev Hills ladies. Yeah. And she is too, like, she's, I don't, who knows if she's affluent, but has an air of affluency. Like, I don't even know if that's a word, but that she couldn't even be, like, if they did some sort of, like, Vanderpump spinoff or, like, a Vanderpump type thing. Right. That's what the thing is, like, in a Sliding Doors universe, like, she would be an iconic character on on Vanderpump Rules. Yes, but she would have to downgrade her lifestyle. Yes. I'm saying- She is, like, a sassy season one. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Honestly, I think yeah. I think she's more likable than Stassi. Than Stassi than season Stassi, one. I Stassi agree hundred percent. Yeah. Um but yeah, okay. I'm glad we touched on selling sunset. We can save Bravo okay. for, for like another uh for like next time. Okay, perfect. So. Sorry, I had to yell at Len. He, he's like obsessed with um licking his butthole. Wow. <laughs> Do that off camera. Len. Stop. God, no shame. Um, okay, so let's transition. Is there anything else? Any other pop culture? That's all that I had. I, I, I actually wrote those down so that I, I could talk about them on the pod and with you. I'm trying to... No, I think that is it, really. Okay. At least that's all I can remember from the past about week because right. I can't remember what happened more than a week ago. Yeah, some of these things when I was when I looked back on those, I was like, oh my God, this came, this news broke like two weeks ago. <laughs> Um, okay, so like Harley said, we are, um, May and June, we are doing, um, our parents' favorite movies, starting with May, because it was Mother's Day. Shout out to all the moms. Shout out to the moms! Um, so we are starting with our moms for May. Moms for May. 
Um, and we started with my mom's favorite movie, which is 2019's Frozen 2. Yes. Yeah. And um, I also picked the, the, the beverage that we're sipping on today. Um, my mom is gluten-free, so I picked a gluten-free uh, cider from a place that is very, very local to us. Yes. So yes. I haven't, I didn't, I didn't know if you were still talking about it or if you wanted me to talk about it. Um, you could talk about it. I didn't like do a research or anything. Okay. So, um, this is, uh, so we are drinking blueberry pomegranate beach bee, um, which is a carbonated cider infused with blueberry and pomegranate. Um, this place is a little history about beach bee. It's actually, actually a meadery. Um, and we are a family-owned business just steps away from the beach. At Beach Bee, we respect Mead's nearly 12,000-year-old history by using only the highest quality ingredients. We continue to push traditional boundaries through continuous experimentation with innovative flavors. We provide a wide variety of meads and ciders to cater to mead enthusiasts and newcomers alike. At Beach Bee, you'll find a laid-back setting where friends, families, and members of the community can come together and share a drink by the beach. I've always wanted to actually visit this place. I've never... Oh, I was going to ask, have you been? I've never physically been there. Oh, I've been there a few, a hand, no, like two times I've been there. Um, it's a cool look. I've been there only during um, Covina, though, so yeah. the, the the place itself is really cool. Um, it's like in an old, like, kind of warehouse-y thing. Um, it is literally, like, just a block from the beach. Oh, I thought you were um, going to say a block from our, from Whitechapel. From a place we love to eat. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I've had their ciders before. I've also had some of the mead. I'm not a mead girl. It's like too sweet, like syrupy. Isn't really, it's also like very highly alcoholic. I don't know. It's not my go-to, but their ciders are very good. Yeah, this cider is really good. Also, like I said, my mom is gluten-free, so this is naturally gluten-free. And it's 6%, which I feel like is a good number. Yeah. Um, how are you? How are you enjoying it? How are you liking it? I feel, yeah, I, I do feel, like it. As I said at the top, it is very cranberry juice, apple juice mix to me. Mm-hmm. But think, it is, it does also, I'm not going to like smell, like when I get it on the nose, does give me holiday, holiday flavors, like a holiday candle. Yeah. Like a, like a, yeah, like a, because even like arm pomegranate is kind of wintery, mm-hmm. a winter. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's giving me that. Yeah, I think, I think it lives up. I think you taste the blueberry and the pomegranate while still having that cider taste. Yes. And mine bubbled a lot when I poured it, so the carbonation was good. Mine wasn't that bubbly. Oh. Maybe when I put it in the car, it shook out all the bubbles. Maybe. Okay, yeah, so I, I'm not finding... I mean, like, I can read you what people are saying about it, but it's really basic. Like, this person says, tasty. Yeah, on tap, sometimes it's bad. They just, like, check in and do that. Yeah, we don't have to. We can skip. Um, just, like... <laughs> this person posted a picture of them grilling steak and said dinner almost done with a picture of the cider in the in the picture frame. Honestly, that sounds good. When I um like studied abroad in Italy, there was this place that like famously well, like when we were in Florence and like the Florentine steak is like apparently a, a famous thing. I don't know. But we got, like, there was this place that we would go to, and they did a blueberry, like, glaze on this Florentine steak. And I'm sure that the steak and this cider taste good. You were not eating meat at that time. 
I was. Oh, you were. I stopped eating meat when I got back from Italy because okay. I took a consumerism class there. That's what made me stop eating meat. <laughs> and you want to know what? Good for you. It is good for me. Like literally like eight years later, here I am. Wow. Wow. Crazy. Who would have um, thought? Who would have thought? Um, okay. So yeah. So no real good reviews, but we'll just move on quickly to this film. Harley. Yes. Renowned Disney hater. I don't hate Disney. Renowned Disney world hater. Yeah, I just, like, spend your money somewhere else. That's fine. But also do whatever you want. Do whatever you want. It's your life. It's your money. It's your whatever. Your prerogative. Yeah. Um, what did you think of Frozen 2? Um, I thought it was enjoyable. It was cute. Um, I saw there's, like, a lot of lessons that they're trying, like, the, they're trying to teach the children. Right. Like, in all the songs, it's all about, like, lessons. I don't know if you caught that. And, um, and you love a lesson while you watch And something. I love learning and I love rules. So I loved that. I will tell you, I couldn't remember a single thing. I think I seen Frozen 1 one time. Okay. I couldn't remember a damn thing of what was going on. I knew who the characters were. Like I knew it. But I was like, why? What happened to them that they... Like what happened in the other movie? Like what happened? Are you are you genuinely like, are you genuinely yeah. asking me? Uh, Vin said something, and I don't really even remember what he said. Something with um, I don't even know. I don't know. I don't know what happened. Are you are you genuinely asking me what happened? Yeah, in I'm genuinely one? asking what happened. Oh, okay. So, so this, let it go. The, the, let it go. Right. Yes. Yeah, exactly. This was the issue that that I was I was fearful of was that you were going to watch it and you're going to be like I don't know what was happening. But I'm going to tell you what, you didn't literally need to watch Frozen 1 to know what was happening in this movie. I think it helps. No, I knew who the characters were. Like, I knew that they were sisters. I knew that Olaf was, like, a, a magic, kind of kind of dumb, but also smart snowman. I, I knew that their parents were dead. I knew that people hated her because she was magic. Right. Okay. I did see my cousin's kid did do this like as a live musical and I did see that. Okay. She was she was Elsa. Wow, talent. No, she is very talented. Yeah. But um And you still don't even really remember what, on the plot. Stage, on on the stage, couldn't have told you what was going on truly at all. It was also a ch- it was a children's like community. Right. It was like like Frozen theater. Frozen Junior. No, that's literally what it was. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was Frozen Junior. Yeah. Um, okay, so Frozen 1 essentially is Anna and Elsa, they're kids, um, Elsa has these the, the, the ice powers, uh, mm-hmm. one night she accidentally hits Anna in the chest with an icicle when they're playing, and they have to take them to these rock trolls to extract the cold from her before it gets to her heart and turns her heart to ice. But it always lingers somewhere in her, and that's why she had in the first one she had a a white streak, a white streak, a white streak right? In her okay. Hair. And then her parents go away on an unknown mission in the first one, and they die at sea. Yes, that, which which we learn more in the other thing. Correct. Yeah. Um, Elsa becomes queen, but obviously can't be coronated when she's a toddler, so they have to wait. And in that time, Elna and Anna and Elsa grow apart because Elsa is so scared to be around her sister because she doesn't want to hurt her again. So they grow apart and she, Elsa kind of silent, like silos herself from everyone else. 
Then it's coronation day. This guy Hans from the Southern Isles shows up who Anna is immediately like, I'm going to marry him. He's loved my life. Mm-hmm. Elsa, um, during the coronation, um, gets upset. Her powers go off. She runs away. That's when she does let it go. And she builds the ice castle. And she's like, I'm going to live here now because everyone hates me. Mm-hmm. Anna decides to go and save her sister, right? Yes. So along the way, she meets Kristoff, who is Jonathan Groff, to pull it back to the beginning. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. Um, in the okay. first movie, he has no songs, which is a travesty. That kind of doesn't make any sense. I'm not going to lie. When they were sing- when he was singing the songs in the second one, I was like, that's a musical theater voice. <laughs> yes. Yes. No songs in the first one. Travesty. Well, that's kind of cuckoo crazy. Yes. Yes. Did he have one and it was cut? No. Interesting. Okay. Yes. Carry so, on. Uh, Anna and Kristoff, because um, they, uh, like, Anna gets Kristoff to help her get up to um, Elsa's ice castle. That's where they, like, Anna, or Elsa, like, inadvertently builds Olaf, and that's where Olaf comes into it. Gotcha. Um, then, um, so then, like, they get into, like, a fight, Anna and Elsa, because Anna's like, you gotta come back and, like, lead the, the kingdom. And Elsa's like, no, I have to stay here. And she hits Anna again in the chest with an icicle. <sighs> so then, um, Hans and his people are also following Anna up to the castle so that they can imprison Elsa and take her back because it turns out Hans is bad. Hans is the villain. And he was using Anna the whole time to get I to, look up Hans. to get Hold to on. Elsa. It's Hans um Schreiber. the guy who voices her is um is the guy in the first season of um Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Um the guy who owns like who runs the bar. Greg. Greg, yeah, it's him. Played by Santino. Yes. Fontana. Yes. That's a great name. Great name. So he um, is bad. And um, Anna is like the the thing that can cure, right? A frozen heart is uh, true love's kiss, of course. Yes. Yeah, I've heard that. Yes. So, <laughs> naturally. I've heard, I've, I've heard that, obviously. Right. <laughs> so um, Anna is like, oh, my God, you have to kiss me because we're in love. And Hans is like, LOL, funny that you think we're in love because we're not. And I hate you. And I'm just using you to take over your kingdom and you're going to die. Bye. Um, e- so then Elsa escapes and is like wandering and like has created like a blizzard. And Anna is like out trying to like rescue Elsa. And Anna freezes because her heart has turned to ice. And everyone is like, oh, my God, like, Kristoff, you have to kiss her. And he's like, he's like, why do, why would I, like, have to kiss her? So then Kristoff kisses her. It doesn't work. At least I Ugh. think, at least I think he kisses her. It doesn't, whatever happens, it doesn't work. But then Elsa now realizing that, like, her sister is dead, basically, because she's frozen to death, hugs her and, like, cries. And that is an act of true love. And it melts her frozen heart and revives Anna. So the, okay, can I ask in the a end, question? Yes. it's not true love's kiss or like an act of a man's it's just true love. love. It's, babe. A, it's a sister's love. Sisterly love. Sisterly um, love. <laughs> I do have a question. So I okay. vaguely remember when Frozen came out. Right. And I might be entirely making this up. Um, was there like some sort of narrative that the internet was writing, um, like? of a queer story for Elsa. I'm just so happy you brought this up. Okay. 
because I was gonna. I don't think I ever I was gonna got bring it up. the info. I was gonna bring it up. So okay. let it go. Right. Obviously, became the song. Like it was everywhere. Yes. It won the Oscar. Um, it did kind of become a queer anthem because it was okay. like, let it go, let go of your past, be who you are. Like it is her embracing herself, and Elsa kind of became like people attached queer notions to her people attach gotcha. that like because she right she doesn't have a love interest in either movie mm-hmm. she isn't she doesn't display any interest in either like a male or female like relationship like besides her sister like she like it's yeah not, it's not like there's like a quick thing with like her making eyes at a man or like even like making eyes at a woman like there's really nothing to like indicate anything so like it kind of and if you look at all of her songs right like let it go and then in this one, it's Into the Unknown, which is like, into the unknown. like you know, you're coming out. Wait, of- I also remember <laughs> when this one came, I, when this movie came out during the Oscars, didn't they all sing it? All the ones from the different countries? Yes, we were watching the Oscars together. The one Oscar that I watched. That's yeah. why I was like, was I remember this. Yeah, it was that one. Um, was this the one where there's a crazy note where she can't, can't hit, she hit it one time and can't hit it? Or is it Let It Go? Uh, that I don't know. There's, I think there's a, a note, I think it might be Into the Unknown, like, that Adina Menzel did one take of, and then literally can't do it ever again. Maybe. Um, but, but like, Into the Unknown, and then the last song that Elsa sings in the movie is Show Yourself. So, it's, like, all these songs, right? Like, you can kind of Frankenstein them together, and, like, they kind of are, like, a queer narrative. You know what I mean? Yes. So, so like, yes. To answer your question, like, yes, it kind of did, like, take on a life of its own in that regard. Um, what did you think? So, like, now that you know the backstory of Frozen 1 a little bit more clear, like, this, the events of Frozen 2, like, are you still confused about things? Do you still have questions? Like, what were some of your favorite parts? No, I mean, I didn't really even really have questions during Frozen 2. I mean, like, about the backstory, I just was like, I don't remember what happened, but I knew who the characters were, so I was like, I knew what was happening, like, as far as whatever going on, and then, um, I mean, the whole story with their, with the two, the two different civilizations coming together and building the dam and all this stuff, that was, like, obviously, like, a new addition to the story so it was kind of explained to me i'm trying to think what i liked i loved the little um little fire guy he was so cute he was literally my favorite thing he reminded me of len Uh. um (laughs) anything cute reminds me of len because that Um, fire salamander also licks its own butthole probably literally um i'm trying to think of what else i think that i think that that like so frozen 2 definitely is like a little bit more deep like yeah i also think like it gives more to i mean not that i really again i don't remember frozen one but does it give more depth to anna yeah yeah so that's what i think because i feel like the first one was all about her just being in love with this man who was bad right yeah exactly um and it gives it does give more for Kristoff because he has that amazing lost in the woods sequence which wait i'm obsessed with it that was like my favorite song um, and and again, it begs the question: like, why did we not let Jonathan Groff sing in the first one? And that was his only song in this one, right? Yeah, which again is like crazy. Um, yeah. Did you feel a connection between him and the the Ryder character? Who is? Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. 
Okay, that was also a thing. But then I, I think they were trying to make it be like, oh my god, we're the same person, we're parallel. And then the other girl who I think is his, that guy's love interest, right. it was hanging out with Anna. So I think like that were was where it was the the worlds were parallel. That's right. What it was supposed to do. But the issue is that they both were clearly in love with each other and wanted to speak reindeer to each other all the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that, that, or they were in love with the reindeer. And yeah, I mean, I don't want to go down that road. <laughs> um, but okay. What songs to you stuck out the most? I also like so like to go back to like the depth part of it. It's like you're adding a backstory and this like m- m- like mythical element of these people that live in the woods, and then on top of that, you're adding that like colonialism. Basically. Yeah, and ba- yeah, and basically that their grandpa was bad. Yeah, basically their grandpa was like build a wall, but it was a dam. Yeah. No, th- no, they literally was like build but build a dam so that they need us, that right. they come to us and they need us. Right. Um I liked the Olaf song about getting older or whatever. Uh-huh. I just like that. Again, we're learning things. I just thought it was such a good song like if a kid was watching. Do you like that um the part when he's saying Samantha and then he's like I don't know wait, Samantha. Wait, I literally died laughing when that <laughs> happened. I honestly love Olaf. I think he's my favorite character. Is that bad to say? It's not bad to say. Everyone loves Olaf. I'm gonna tell you, I don't. I don't have a love. He for also Olaf. loves. He also knows all the trivia. And I was like, <laughs> he did. I he want. Does. I was like, that's me. Water has memory. I, also, I like that. I like that concept of things, which is kind of cool when yeah. you think about it. Um, if there's truth to it, which I'm assuming there is, if they there, put it in 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 the movie, there is truth to it. Um. So there on Disney Plus, if you're so inclined, Harley, if you want to learn more, there's a documentary, a docu series about the making of Frozen Two. Uh huh. Um, and it's like about how the writers needed to justify making a sequel. That's why they decided to do like kind of this like backstory for the parents and like figure out like where Elsa got her powers from and like what does that mean for Elsa. Um, you see like like the songs being written. You see the songs like being performed for the first time like by the actors. Um, there's a really beautiful moment with Kristen Bell when she sings Do the Next Right Thing mm-hmm. um, that, like, she had shared, like, with the writers of the music, which are the the Lopez's, um, uh, that, like, she suffers from anxiety and depression and, like, something that she tells herself to, like, get up in the morning is, like, I have to do the next right thing, whether that be, mm-hmm. like, just, like, getting out of bed. Okay, I got out of bed. What's the next right thing to do? I gotta go brush my teeth. Okay, what's the next, like... You know, when when she's, like, in a funk like this, so, like, they took that and they turned it into this song about, you know, Anna wanting to, like, basically curl up in a ball because she's so depressed that Elsa might be dead. Yeah. And, like, wrote this beautiful... That is kind of cool that it was based off her own experience. Yeah, so, so you see her getting the song for the first time and she just, like, breaks down crying because she's, like, Aww. like reading it and she's, like, oh, my God, like, this is, like, this is, like, what I tell myself. And then, of course, famously, I have it. Yeah, I was going to say you have your tattoo, right? I have it tattooed. Um, because I do actually really love, like, the saying of, like, do the next right thing. I think it is, like, like super sweet and beautiful. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so if, if there is a, docu, a docu-series about, like, the making of Frozen. Uh, and it's also... Maybe I'll watch. Also, you know I love to watch a docu-series. And it's really quick. It's also super interesting because, like, the first time they show it to an audience, like, they fill out cards... And, like, the audience basically, basically was, like, I'm confused as fuck. Like, I don't know what's going on. Like, I don't, I, yeah. don't, I don't understand any of this. Like, why are we, like, this story is too, like, why aren't we just on an adventure? You know what I mean? Yeah. 
um, which I also think. Well, I'm sure that they then edited things. Yeah, but but, but it's 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 cool because you're you're seeing like the process. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Um, I forgot to do like like just some quick stats about this. So, um, the budget was 150 million. Um, it was released on November 24th, 2019, so Thanksgiving. Opening weekend, it grossed 130 million. Woo! Um, gross. Well, it, it opened at a great time. Like, yeah. Yeah. Gross. Also, you got to remember this is pre pandy. Uh, yeah. Gross, yeah. gross in the US is, uh, was 477 million. Wow. Worldwide, 1.45 billion. Wow. Wow. Okay, I have a question. So, for, like, animated movies, is the budget typically more? Yeah. Yeah? Okay. It also takes much longer to me, right? It takes me, a lot right? longer. And I, th- and I think the animation in this is really, really good. I think it's, yeah, it's top-tier yeah. Disney animation. Yeah. Um, The Rotten Tomatoes score, do you want to guess what it is? 93? It's a 77. Oh, okay. What is Frozen 1? Uh, Let's see. Definitely higher. I I remember critics being like, it's a that, like this story is just like a little kind of clunky, um, like when it was first released. Uh, Frozen one. Ninety percent. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. I mean, yeah. Um, I think sequels are hard, regardless, especially like for an animated movie. Yeah, and I think it's hard when when like the basis of your sequel is like we're going to go back and find out past secrets. You know what I mean? It's not, yeah. it's, not, it's not like it's like, it's like a new, like we're introducing a new thing and now we have to go on this quest. It's like, it's all yeah. about backstory and it's like yes. kind of backstory that like, why do we care? You know exactly. What I, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, like, like we care because Elsa is like trying to figure out like where she got her powers from and she's trying to like understand like who she is, but. And then they're trying to save like, right? Yeah. And Arendelle then, or whatever. Right. And then they're trying to save Arendelle. Good job. Look at you. Um, all right, songs. Which ones did you like? Which ones would you cut? Um, you want to go? Want I, me to, to go down the list? Yeah, because honestly, I don't remember. I honestly, can I be truthful? Yeah, I'm not the biggest fan of Kristen Bell's voice. Oh, interesting. Um, so I'd potentially cut. She has like a song by herself, right? It's the song that I like, the depression song. Is it the wait the best the next best thing? Yeah. No, I like that one. She's another one, right? Uh, I, I'll go down the list. Okay. So all is found, which is like that that children's lullaby. Um, it's, oh I, yes, yes. You know that's yes. Evan Rachel Wood, right? Oh, no, I didn't. Yeah, Evan Rachel Wood is the mom in this. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah. <laughs> wow, fake fan. Um. Okay. So, bye. I mean, I still never watched that documentary. Yet, I know. So. I don't understand why. Um. Some things never change, which is like the opening number. Mm-hmm. How do we feel? I don't remember it, so cut. <laughs> Into the unknown. I like that one. Keep. Uh, when I am older, which is the Olaf song that you love. Absolutely, keep love that one. <laughs> um, Lost in the woods. Um, yes, absolutely, keep. Make that actually just do that two more times. Reprise. <laughs> um, right, Kristoff does get sidelined basically after that song. Like you don't see him ever until the end. Yeah. Which also all, always give more Kristoff, is my opinion. He's like supposed to be kind of dumb, right? Yeah. Okay. He talks for a reindeer. <laughs> like this is yes, these are true. 
Um, I don't, wait, so was into the in, the into the woods one? That's when the reindeer then was talking, also, right? Lost in the woods. Lost in the woods. Yeah, but that's the one, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I like that too. Um. So the only Kristen Bell song that she sings by herself is the next right thing. Okay. Well, but she has. I like she has that one. She has solo parts in some things never change. Maybe. Um, I also don't remember that song, so show your and then show yourself, which is the Elsa song when she's in the the ice iceberg. Yeah, she could that could be cut. I don't really remember it. Um, so I'd say I'd say honestly, so it kind of there's no other songs after the next right thing, which I find to be odd that we're ending that like we don't get like a closing musical number. Yeah. Um, but yeah, well, they just get like. They go into the town, right? And then I like also at, at the ending was cute too. How Elsa goes and lives in the forest. Yeah. And then she's like, "Come over for charades." Yeah. Thanks, sis. Yeah. Do you mind number send, one, sissy? Do you mind set number one, sissy? Do you mind sending this along, Gail? And then it's just the gust. <laughs> and also, I did like I did think that was funny, like Gail, like being a, th- and that's like that's what I feel like Gail. The word Gail wasn't a thing until like maybe Star four is born. years. Oh. What? Until a star is born? No, until about like four years ago. Like I'm the the weather term Gale. Oh. That's what it's named after. I knew I know that. <laughs> I'm not like an idiot. No, I know that. It's a it's a play on words. It's a pun. I know, but I just feel I like that. I thought that was that was haha. Because, <laughs> I see what you did there. Is it because You know what the little kitties, the little kitties are not gonna know that what a gale is. They're just no. gonna be like Grandma Gale. Yeah, they're gonna be like, Oh, it's funny that you named this wind gale. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, do you like it because Olaf is the one who makes the Gale joke first? Yeah, I think so. I, I do. I only actually kind of remember the things that Olaf said. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think we were, I didn't think, I thought you were going to come on here and be on my side with Olaf. No. Wow. Are you a dog? I'm not going to lie. When I watched the first one, I wasn't like horned up about Olaf, but. <laughs> I liked him better in this movie. You like Josh Gad? I guess I do. He, I, I don't know who that is. I think if you, yeah, I think if you saw a picture, you would know who he is. He's from, he was in the original Book of Mormon. Oh, yeah, I know who he is, yeah. yeah. I just don't, I'm gonna I, say I find I him. I guess I do. I find him annoying. Okay, well, I'm talking about the character Olaf, not this man. I've, I, in my Separate head, the art from the artist. In my mind, they're one and the same. Um,. Would you be uh, down for a Frozen 3? Um, if they want to make it. I watched the Christmas one, the Christmas Frozen thing. Why? It was like on ABC Family or something. Or the time when I was going through and I was like literally did nothing all day, but I had to just watch every Christmas movie there was. Uh-huh. I'm pretty sure I watched the Frozen Christmas thing. And I think, that, I think the Frozen Christmas is like mainly all about Olaf. It is. Yeah. <laughs> Your eyes light up when I say the word Olaf. <laughs> You're in love with Olaf. Maybe. <laughs> um, I'm a fan. So I think I think Sandy loves this movie. One, because of like the meaning behind the first one, which is about sisterly love and she has sisters. Um and I think that she likes it because I think I think this music I think there's more hits from from frozen 2 than there are frozen 1 frozen 1 it's really like let it go like, uh, like that's like the yeah. one people remember this one i think like you have 
Lost in the Woods, you have Into the Unknown, you have Show Yourself. Wait, also, what was the song that the, like, um, the Woods people sang? Uh, he's a bit of a fixer-upper. That one. Oh. Maybe. Oh, no. wait, wait. Are you talking about the rock trolls? No, I'm talking about the people who live in the woods. Oh, they just, don't they just make that noise? They just make the, ah. Oh, oh yeah. But I also liked that, too. Or I thought they made, like, noises that sounded the, like it like, could be the Lion King. It's like, it's like, hem, num, 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 Yeah, hum, yeah, yeah, num. yeah. <laughs> that can stay. <laughs> okay, got it. Um, but yeah, that's why I think Sandy likes this movie. I think, I just, and I think it just makes her feel happy. Yeah, and it's a quick, like, what, 90 minutes? Yeah, it's real quick. Yeah, which you love. Um, I'm not saying that's real quick. That's the appropriate time a movie should be. Uh, you should be able to put on a movie at 8.30 p.m. and not have to worry about it messing with your bedtime. That's my rule. <laughs> but your bedtime is 9 p.m., so it would always mess with it. No, I've been going to bed at truly 1 a.m. like for the past week. That's... I don't know. California changed me. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, do you hear the vocal fry in her voice? <laughs> Um, is there anything else you want to say about Frozen? No, I mean... Frozen 2, I'm you, so sorry. If you haven't watched it, watch it. It was good. Like, Are you going to revisit? Would you ever go back? Currently, if I like, if there was a kid around <laughs> and I had to be with that kid and tell that, be like, hey kid, what do you want to do? Maybe I would watch it with the kid. Would you watch Frozen and then Frozen 2 back to back? No. I'm never doing a double feature. Of of any Frozen? Actually, I was going to say of anything, but then I was going to say that's a lie. Like, me and Vin have watched two movies in a night recently, so. What have you watched? I don't know. I, I can't remember, but we had, it was definitely, like, something in Grandma's Boy or. It's always something in Grandma's, <laughs> Grandma's Boy. Boy. Yeah. Wow, incredible. Um, it's my life. <laughs> All right, let's do rankings. Or something in Forgetting Sarah Marshall. That's like the other one. Have you ever done... All right, wait, hold on. Have you ever done Forgetting Sarah Marshall and Grandma's Boy in the same night? Um, No, I don't think that's yet to have happened. Have you ever done Couples Retreat and Grandma's Boy in the same night? No, because the last time we watched Couples Retreat, we literally had paid money for it. Uh-huh. And Vin fell asleep through the second half. Wow. Wow. He likes one line. He likes to get to one line of the he, movie, and, and then, then he falls really is like, "Okay, I'm done." And then he falls asleep right after. I feel like the line has something to do with a dolphin or something, but I honestly don't remember. He talks about about couples retreat so much, though. I I truly thought it was like up there on his list. Like I thought it was you up there. Think, with, it's with, also with not wedding, really that with wedding crashers. Yeah, no. You would think that. You would think like it's not even really that good. <laughs> It's not that good. No, it's Forgetting not. Forgetting Sarah it's Marshall not. and Grandma's Boy are better. Yes. I mean, I've never seen Grandma's Boy, so. It's honestly pretty good. I know. you. It keep... sounds stupid. It sounds stupid, but it's pretty good. You keep telling me that it's good, but then there's other times where you're like, Mike would hate it. Yeah, I don't know if it's for It's a. I don't know if it's for you. I just feel like this is, this is, this is what I want, okay? I want... A double feature of Grandma's Boy. <laughs> and Little Women. No. Uh, no. Um, I want to get Delvetto's because I still uh-huh. never had it. Wow, sad. And eat it while you turn on Grandma's Boy in your apartment. I want it, I want like a movie night like that. 
Mike, that is truly something that can absolutely happen whenever you want. Great. Sounds, whenever you want. Sounds great. And, and famously, I own Grandma's Boy because it's on my, my, <laughs> my voodoo. Because Vin said, just so you know, I'm buying Grandma's Boy and then Venmoed me for it. Um, it's like the one thing on my perfectly curated <laughs> voodoo collection. Okay, I wouldn't say your voodoo collection is that perfectly curated. You got a lot of other stuff in there. Perfectly curated to, like, my taste. Yes, yes, your taste, yes, okay. Yeah. Um, But that's, like, one for the fans. Like, you know, like, you give that one to the fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, all right, great. I'm happy that we're going to have a movie night. All right. Um, What are you going to give uh, the cider? Um, I think I'm going to give it a solid three. Yeah, that's what I think. Like, it's good. I definitely would drink it again, like, if it was in front of me or given to me. I don't know if I'm seeking it out. I'm also never really seeking out a cider. Maybe in the fall time I will. Right. Um, or if I go to a place, like, a cider place. But, like, even if I'm out at a restaurant and they're like, we have ciders, I've never really, like, sometimes they're just too sweet, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. Um, Frozen 2? Hmm. <laughs> Give it like a 3.4. That's high. You thought it was going to be lower? I thought it was going to be lower. Um, just to clarify, I wasn't asking what you were rating Olaf. I was asking what you were rating. Well, <laughs> I'm just saying Olaf really hiked that score up. Um, I'm not that much lower than you. I'm probably like a 3.2. Yeah, that um, also seems fair. I, I haven't rewatched the first Frozen in a really long time. I remember like like being very like like I felt like I needed to defend Frozen two because there was a lot of people that were like it's bad. But now I feel like it's kind of turned over time. People have been like actually Frozen two is like very complex for like a, an animated sequel and like kind of has, yeah and kind of has like more bops than the first one. Yeah. Also, I like that Elsa put lets her hair down. Yeah. <laughs> and gets that and gets like a new outfit that maybe is like leggings underneath the dress cape situation. I liked that. Yeah. But still a, a deep V. Yeah, that also got points. Um Olaf and then Elsa's like finale outfit was yeah. my When the second she pulls that hair down out of that out of that side uh braid. The braid, I was like, fishtail braids are so two thousand and eleven. Take it out. And she heard you. She did. Um, all right. What a great episode to be back. Also, a, 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 a fairly short one. I was nervous we were gonna have that we were gonna go long because it's been so long. We've only been doing it for an hour. Wow. So, um, um. All right. So next episode we will be doing Harley's mom's favorite, which is I can't. I never Pan- remember the Panic. Form. Panic and Needle Park. Panic and Needle Park. It is actually Al Pacino's first movie. I'm excited. I've never seen this movie, so I'm excited yeah. to see it. Um, and then, like, you gotta ask, like, your mom, like, why she likes this movie. Why? Yeah. yeah. I will. I'll ask her. Like, I'll ask why her. out of every movie that she's ever seen <laughs> since then that, like, this obscure Al Pacino one is, like, the one that she likes. And why I knew. Like, I just knew, like, yeah. that's, like, my, my mom's favorite. That and then the original, like, Star is Born, I think, are her two. Yeah. Favorite and we simply can't have the dueling star the is born it'd be number one number two right we can't we can't do it except for i don't think it would be but that was when when, when i said that that a star is born is why gail became famous is because of that line 
when Allie gets out of the car and she's the tour manager and she goes, hi, I'm Gail. Gail, yes. <laughs> and how Casey Wilson um, auditioned to be that part and didn't get it. <laughs> yes. Um, all right. But that's that's all that I have. So, uh, yeah. Take us out. Yeah. Um, thanks for listening, everybody, and take coming on this little ride of an episode we were on. We hope you all had a great Mother's Day with your mamas and um, are going to enjoy our other mom episode of this month. Um, other than that, guys, we'll be back in two weeks with a new episode. Um, be sure to rate, subscribe. Give us a review. Even give us some stars. You don't even have to write anything. I'm pretty sure on like Spotify and stuff like that. Um, and yeah, tell us, tell a friend, phone a friend, tell them about brews on film, barbecues, we, the all the barbecues, all all the the events that are happening. We got Memorial Day. We got Fourth of July. We got basically every weekend. There's somebody's having a barbecue birthday party, party, party. Um, And for that, we say just share the love. Share the love. We appreciate it. Um, Other than that, have a great week. And we'll see you next time. Cheers. Cheers.